the refugees radio hour sit back and listen oh we're we're here uh, yeah we are here here we are then. we are here together where are we we're in the we're studio. in longhouse studios yeah. in woodland hills california don't you think this house deserved its own name? Its own name? Yeah, you keep, like, that's two houses ago, the Longhouse. No, the Longhouse, the Longhouse has moved. Yeah, the Longhouse is a, stu- it's still the studio. It's her, All right. it's her brand name. She's getting it trademarked. No, but the, p- the point of the Longhouse is that in cultures all around the world, there are Longhouses. <laughs> no, go. this is true. <laughs> now, hey, now, you... You brought it up. What's the history of the Longhouse, Wendy? Oh, don't ask her that. All I want to say, <laughs> really quickly, is that Longhouses have been uh, where people have lived and worked for thousands and thousands of years. The Swedes, Africa, Native Americans, and so ours is a Longhouse. Mm. Mm-hmm. Although ours is kind of not so long as it is vertical. There's an issue yeah. there. This is like unbelievably boring. I mean, even I'm born. Well, uh, here we are. Hi, everybody. It's the refugees. That would be Sydney Bullens, Deborah Holland. Hello, and and myself, Wendy Waldman. And uh, it's been a while uh, since we've said hello to y'all, and we're really, really happy to be able to be in a room together. First of all, because we live in different cities. And second of all, we have something really cool to talk about. Somebody want to? Yes, we do. <laughs> well, we Deborah, we made we made a new album. Deborah, yes, yes, Deborah. Sydney, yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about? We it? have a new record. Uh, it's called California, and it is uh, covers of 1960s to 70s. Uh, uh, harmony-based songs of California. That's right. Classics. The, the classics, Classic all the bands from back then. And I was, I get, it was my idea back many moons ago when yeah. we were recording. I think we started writing and recording the How Far It Goes that rings album a bell to back me. in the yeah. mid-teens and uh, the tw- 20-teens. The 20-teens. And... Uh, uh, and I just thought it was a great idea because, hello, we sing three-part harmony. And right. who better to do that, to, to record yeah. some of the classics of the birds, the, the uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and Mamas Young. and Papas, mm-hmm. et cetera. Which Beach we will, Boys, et cetera. We will be discussing. We will, we will talk about. Mm-hmm. Then, then us. Right. I mean, it's right up our alley and... That, that was just the idea. And I was absolutely, this Wendy here, I was absolutely flat against it. <laughs> I, actually, I don't think you were flat against really? it. I'm the one who was flat against it. Oh, well, because you wanted to do, like, mining songs of the 1800s well, or something. Well, I, I knew we'd have to pay for the songs to use them. <laughs> and that we wouldn't make any money from the songs. That's why I was against it. Okay, so it went directly from an artistic endeavor to a financial yes, concern. That, that, so, but how do you yes. feel about it now? Are you yeah. glad we oh, did I'm, it? Oh, I'm, I'm thrilled to Jiminy Crickets yeah, that we did it. No, it was a blast. Yeah, we had a wonderful time. We recorded it last year. 
just exactly. Yeah, at, exactly. Actually, 20, to the day. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you April know, this week, 2022. That's right. The yeah. end of April. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, this week. Uh, a right. year ago this week, we started recording, and um, we recorded in a couple of weeks with some additions afterwards. With, Not but we many. We were here. Not many. We were here all together. But let's, yeah. you know, what we thought we would do is just kind of dive into the record a little bit and talk about, just talk about the tunes, and we'll play uh, samples thereof. And, and um, let me just tell you, I'm looking at the cover. It's a beautiful, beautiful cover. The art design was by our dear friend Mark Newbar, who does beautiful, beautiful work. Our cover photograph, or our inside photograph, was by our friend Ron Sarfati. Um, this record was mixed and mastered by Robert Hoffman, who's been our engineer for many, many years and, and who cut his teeth with Quincy Jones and Bruce Swedeen uh, on the Michael Jackson stuff and who later was one of the first people to discover and work with Christina Aguilera. And how he wound up with us is still a mystery. Still I mean, a mystery. I know the story, but we don't have <laughs> that kind of time. So here's, So we made this record. And we talked a lot about it. Picking out the tunes was not an easy, an easy uh, endeavor. But um, let's just go down the, the list. Um, well, let's. Can we do an overall thing first in picking out the tunes? Sure. We said it had to be a harmony-based group. Right. Yes. So there were a couple of songs that we couldn't do. Right. Couldn't do. But that we're not going to talk about no songs we did because they just didn't have three-part harmony. Mm-hmm. So those and so solo artists were uh, right. dismissed. Yeah, yeah. And I mean there was so many great songs from yeah. that era, of course. Yeah, but we really wanted to concentrate on the groups, the bands. Yes, that were uh, all about yes. three part harmony. Yeah, with, that's with right. Multiple members who so all we, sang. Yeah. So we made songs. a list of yeah. all the bands that we were considering. We were working from the Graham Parsons era the 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 burrito brothers yeah. into early crosby stills and nash Most, yeah. well no we started from buffalo springfield right I we think started 65 yeah. basically yeah. i think was buffalo springfield maybe 66 i can't remember and uh and then we went up to about 1970 i don't think there's anything on there from over 70 i don't think so either well there you go and that we had a co-producer uh there's a brilliant brilliant young player and and producer and writer named Abraham Parker who co-produced this record with me um we first hired him because he could play the changes better than us <laughs> but he tur- no I'm just kidding he's a fantastic producer and musician and um we used the same rhythm section that we've used before the fantastic Scott Babcock on drums and Carl Seelove on bass who's mm-hmm. definitely amazing amazing so um, we dove in, um, and each tune had it had its own challenges, wouldn't you say? I would say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the album starts with "You Don't Have to Cry." Hmm. So because of course we had to include Crosby, Stills and Nash. Absolutely, yeah, we had to. I mean, yeah. that was really honestly for me with the idea coming up with the idea. Yeah, you did. It was Crosby, Stills and Nash, yeah. and the Birds, which we did as well. Yeah, that were the first, the forefront yes. to me in yes. my mind of, of the songs, that a yeah. couple of the songs we had to do. Yeah. Yeah. What stands out to e- both of you 
as as anything that was difficult or that was easy about learning and recording this particular tune well the the harmonies are not as easy as it's not that right. easy to pick apart the three separate parts <laughs> That's right. as you and i know because we spent hours yeah figuring them out so uh that i would say that was the most challenging thing on yeah. this song yeah. was picking apart the three separate harmonies yeah, because they, they are weird. And the interesting thing for me in terms of that, and you guys can dispute me, but, and, and this is the thing about all of these songs. I mean, we all have moments in time back in our youth where these songs come into play. For me, You Don't Have to Cry was one of those songs where the harmonies struck me so uh, strongly when I heard them mm-hmm. as a teenager. Yeah. And and I the part that I sing was the part that I sang. Oh yeah, you said this on the radio. Right. So for when I was driving along, or I was sitting with my friends, you know, sitting around, however, somebody's bedroom or living room, listening. Because what we did back then, obviously, yeah. is we had albums mm-hmm. with two sides yep. and a record yeah. player, a stereo. Mm-hmm. And you would sit around with a bunch of your friends and you'd put the record on. Yes. And you'd play it. I was by myself. Over and over. Oh, (laughs) poor Deb. Well, I did that too. I did that too by myself in my bedroom. But the, the way I remember this particular song was sitting around singing. Mm-hmm. with my friends mm-hmm. we all sang these songs but the part that i the lower part mm. which i harmony which i sing on the song i sang the same the same notes maybe we had to change one or two that i didn't mm. hear or something i don't remember but it came boom right to me it was yeah. there i was back being 17 18 <laughs> years old singing with my friends in the living one room one thing that happened when wendy and i were working out the parts was i was Things that I thought was the melody, right. it turns out it wasn't the right. melody. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the thing about Crosby, Stills, and Nash in general, was that sometimes you just didn't know what the melody mm-hmm. was. It was like all three parts were the melody. Yeah. You know? But with as with all great songs, if you if you drill down deep enough, there is a melody. There's a backbone. You Don't Have to Cry, we featured the violin of Andrea Zahn, fantastic player and singer and songwriter who plays currently with James Taylor mm. and in the Herculeons with John Cowan. Why don't I play a little yeah. bit yeah. of, uh, of, of You Don't Have to Cry? That's us, The Refugees, our new record, California. In the morning when you rise Do you think of me and how you left me crying? Are you thinking of telephones and managers and where you got to be at noon? You are living a reality. I left years ago, it quite nearly killed me. Right or wrong, but I have time to cry my baby. 
particular loved this tune and I love the way we did it. I love So You Want to Be a Rock and Roll Star. Mm -hmm. um, it appealed to all of my latent punk tendencies, such as they are. Um, and, and I just loved how we did it. I loved that we, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think we played it faster than, than the original version. Um, uh, yes, I think yeah. we did. Is it? A yeah. little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And definitely when we played it live, we played yeah, it a uh, lot faster. Live, we played it even faster. But I'm really proud of this one because it's got, it, it, it brought out a little, we were able to bring a little of our punk out and stay very, very true. It's a fabulous song. And my problem initially with this song was that it seemed boring because it was only two chords. <laughs> so... I, I believe this was my idea when we went to the solo to right to change to make the chord progression to put more bars between the two chords so mm. that it wasn't the same thing mm -hmm. from beginning to mm -hmm. end. It's so <laughs> much fun. It's, oh no, it's, it, it, it's great. It's so much fun. And yeah. can we talk about the solo in this song? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. Fantastic. The great, the great, the great Abraham, Abraham Parker. Parker, who <laughs> there's some familial tie yes, in yes, here somewhere. Yes. I can't really remember. Abraham Wait, was yeah. kind of channeling. He he both played very truly um, the the twelve string parts, but he mm -hmm. also yes. kind of took off, and and we got some shades of the Almond Brothers yes. and some you know Elliot Steely Randall. Dan. Steely Dan. Yeah, he mm -hmm. he gave us his best Elliot Randall, and mm -hmm. and the thing I yeah. that we enjoy about him is that you know he's he's thirty four and we're considerably older, but he knows he knows our generation. He knows our music very mm -hmm. very yeah. well. So several times on the record, he in a sense tr did a tribute. To, yes. to the influences. Yes. For example, the Elliot Randall, which is in definitely on this t track, you know, is from his passion for Steely Dan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, friends of ours who've listened to that solo, wow. And I love the Allman Brothers. And and so it, there's actually some moments where it's it's twin guitars and loved, loved it. it. Loved it and yeah. didn't, didn't want to change a note. And the, the, the along with that, the fact that, that it is you know, uh, a, a rock and roll record on Rock and Roll Star, we decided as, as the refugees uh, that we were going to, we weren't going to folk-ize right, right. any of these songs. Yeah. They're yeah. not acoustic. It's not an acoustic record. Yeah. It's a flat-out rock and roll mm -hmm. record, even, and we'll get into the other songs, Um mm -hmm. Uh, we we did refugize them. We did rearrange some of them, not the vocals as much as as Wendy referenced the the the, the arrangements and Deborah, but we didn't hold back. Let's put it that no, way. No, mm -hmm. no. I mean, and that leads to a discussion for another podcast, yeah. which is, you know, as you get older, do you rock harder? <laughs> and of course, uh, in my opinion, the, the answer, answer is, is yes. yes. Yeah. You just have to sit in the hot tub a little longer the next day. So let yeah. yeah so let's play a little of this. Okay. So you want to be a rock and roll star? All right, maybe we'll take it from the solo on out.
Wendy wanted to do a Beach Boys song. Well, we had to do a so Beach Boys song. So that's where that came from, is she wanted to do a Beach Boys song. I said, well, if we're going to do a Beach Boys song, we have this. Okay. So we decided to do Good Vibrations, and but I was so busy writing my memoir that I didn't have time to do the pre, the prep for this album, which took a lot. And I was out here. Deborah was here with Wendy in the Longhouse, and they were picking apart and doing all this stuff. So uh, about getting the right vocal parts, getting the right, you know, tempos and the keys and all that stuff. So I'm at home in Nashville, and they send me a demo of, of Good Vibrations. They had broken down all the parts, sang multiple vocals of Good Vibrations, which if anybody knows the song, it's... You know, there's a thousand takes on the on the vocals and a thousand parts. So they send me the demo and I listened to it immediately and I started laughing because it was so incredibly good. Hmm. What I, I couldn't believe that they had captured the essence of good vibrations so wonderfully and I, I just I literally I started laughing in bed because it was so good and then of course we recorded it and I added my little voice to it and it and it just I think Your big it's voice I, my big voice yeah, I was doing in the demo I was doing yeah. Sid part I know <laughs> it was fantastic to tackle good vibrations to me anybody is uh, because nobody's going to do it better than the Beach Boys well, correct um but our version, I think, is pretty heroic. Pretty stout. We, uh, yeah. Pretty uh, stout. This took the longest, obviously, yeah. for Wendy and I to get the parts. And <laughs> cutting some of these demos uh, just to play, like, okay, what's the guitar? But what are yeah. what's the foundational yes, chords? Yes. And you know, we can work it out. But our friend Abe is a hell of a lot faster. Yeah, he he helped me with the charts. Yeah, he just man, he, he nailed laid, it. Yeah. and and it really created actually. Yeah. A lot of it was cut from those original yes, yes, versions. Yeah, so. yeah. He created the templates for all the songs, and I think some of the parts absolutely, stayed, yeah, right? yeah, that he they originally did. did. Well, here it is, our opus, "Good Vibrations." I, I love the colorful clothes she wears and the way the sunlight plays upon her. controversial one for us i wasn't down with this but now i feel like it was a great choice and deborah was insistent and this is of course monday monday which we learned from the mamas and the papas and is not an easy tune um i, I didn't get it until we began to record it and then i think i really oh i see 
how brilliant this guy's writing was. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But it's a great showcase for Deb also. I want to talk about it a little bit. Well, I, well, I didn't want to do California Dreamin'. I just felt that song has been done so, so much. I wanted to do something that was a little less uh, covered mm-hmm. than California Dreamin'. I always love this song. I always love the harmonies. I love the arrangement. I love the crazy modulations. Yeah. Uh, we know now from having to learn how to play it live how difficult a song it is. It's got three modulations. Mm -hmm. And none of them are the same. Everything is... Actually, it's got four modulations. It kind of doesn't, doesn't make it? sense. Yeah, but, at all. But the songwriting together. Yeah, yeah, the songwriting in those days didn't follow rules. No. These were early days of of, of folk rock songwriting, right. and and those guys, in a lot of ways, were a lot freer yeah. than we are. Although, also in those days, there were a lot less bridges. Yeah. They didn't, like a lot of these guys didn't write bridges. No, but sometimes they changed the song altogether. But Monday, Monday was another one for me, and I won't repeat, but... You used to sing this one in high school, too? This was, you know, what what was I, 15 at this point? You know, I saw the Mamas and the Papas in the Boston Armory. Oh, wow. I think the Chambers Brothers. (laughs) Or maybe they opened for Frank Zappa. It was like... You know, they put together these, you know, these wonderful, wonderful things, you know, could have been Big Brother and the Holding Cup. I know. know, Like I saw Mahavishnu Orchestra and the Grateful Dead. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What? So, you know, you know, Buddy Miles and Led Zeppelin I saw together, you know, it was, uh, but I saw them and the, I was, my friends, my girlfriends and I in, in high school, really young. You know the the mamas and the papas were 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 in and mm-hmm. Monday Monday one of was one of our songs again. I knew the harmonies, but mm. what I didn't know, as you alluded to, was how friggin' hard yes. it is to yeah. learn to play. Yeah. This four was, keys. It's in this four was keys. the yeah. song when we had to learn the songs to play live in back in the winter. That just drove me. Crazy. I mean, it took me three weeks of every yeah. day yeah. to remember the chord changes of this song. And it what's so beautiful is when you're listening to the record, you don't hear right. any of the yeah. no. key changes. Well, that's what I was saying. It you all know, you just, just, you just flows. It, that's right. Yeah. It just flows. You sing it. The harmonies are great. The parts are great. You know, everything flows together and you don't realize how intricate this song yes, is that's right well i just want to say for for me now i love this thing and i i think we're gonna ultimately nail it live i love the sort of the the great announcement the great positive the way the vocals soar for us is it's a fantastic vehicle for for our vocals mm-hmm. we really yeah felt great singing it and it's wonderful to yeah. hear it it's also one of those songs that Lyrically, it's kind of a downer, but the music is <laughs> yes. so joyous That's and right. upbeat you that you don't. It. Yeah, yeah. I, and I love those kinds of yeah. songs. Yeah. Let's take a listen to it. Monday, Monday.
fantastic uh, learning curve. This is Carry On, which of course I, this is one of the ones I was like, we gotta, we gotta do this tune. Mm -hmm. And, and I gotta play the acoustic guitar part. I gotta learn from Stephen Stills how the heck to play this tune and how to play it with the kind of, as best I could, the attitude, you know, he's one of the truly great acoustic guitar players stalking the earth mm -hmm. today. Yes. And, and he was then, and he, so many of us were blown away at, at the percussive and emotional and sort of lawless way that he played guitar on, on that record. And um, he's also the sole songwriter yes. of this song and of uh, You Don't Have to Cry. Yeah, it's the Stephen Stills tribute album. Exactly. So uh, I was really, really pleased uh, uh, that we decided to cut this thing. I felt really strongly about it, and it was a bear. It mm. was absolutely a bear. But you did a great job. Thank you. Yes, Nailing you that did. guitar part. That you did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we, and our live version's really nice, and yeah. and it, it's such a joy to be able to sing that. And I mean, you know, again, the thing I love about our versions of all these tunes is that they're stout. There's nothing. I mean, we, we tried to match as best we could the energy of those guys, and I feel that that's also kind of tied to a sense of place, you know, mm -hmm. because the three of us grew up steeped in this music. Mm -hmm. It's not like we're visiting it and going, oh, that's really nice that's music. Right. So It I, drove our lives. It drove our then. lives. That's absolutely. Yeah. It's great bass playing on this yeah. song, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, which yeah. is kind of the bane of my existence now. <laughs> As the bass player in the band, I'm having to learn these well, very Carl intricate yeah. Carl Selah bass parts. Carl is the great <laughs> hidden, he's the hidden <laughs> weapon of, of this uh, this record. Yeah. He's an incredible bassist. He's also an Emmy-winning music editor. Yeah. You right. know, you're just like, okay, so what are we kind of like, uh, this yeah. is a hobby or what? <laughs> yeah. he's, played, he's a very, very yeah. great And Both great Scott musician. and yes. uh, yeah. uh, Carl great and musicians. Scott Babcock, just incredible. Yeah. And, and, and both real mensches, yeah. you know? Yeah. Now we have two cats yeah, in the Yeah, the studio. cats have come in because they also <laughs> like some of these records. So any boom, boom, boom you hear yeah. is the cats no, or are the cats. I'll do my best to edit them out. But, you know, they're kind of saying, hey, man, we had to live through the recording of it. Now we And then we had to live through the rehearsal of the live show. Now yeah. we have to live through you guys talking about it. And, you know, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't blame them. And we do, too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, here is, uh, well, Carry On also has, is one of those songs that has two parts. Yep. Right. That's wrote, right. That's what two, I mean. Yeah. Two songs. Two songs in one. That he wrote and then stuck them together. Yeah, yeah. Was he, why? Was he too lazy to finish? Well, the Beatles did one. that all the time. The Beatles, <laughs> that's what exactly what the Beatles did with this, this is, uh, you know, the your life. What was this? I just this is playing. your life. This is That's, your life. Isn't that Groucho Marx? Oh my Mark? God! This is uh, <laughs> now you're you talking. Know, oh, you just say the magic a day, word. <laughs> a day in the life. I'm getting old. What can I say? I prefer to watch a this. Day is in your the life. life. But that was two songs put together. 
But, you know, one thing about the songwriting in those days that's that's fantastic. And we really, I mean, we knew this, but we know it more having recorded these and really done a deep dive on this music, even though we were present when it was first released, is how the perception and the laws, quote unquote, of pop songwriting have changed. You know, these guys, the thing I love about this selection of songs for us is that there's a lot of cutting edge, you know, first time around ideas. And you hear it if you do a study, if you go back and like you listen to Crosby, Stills and Nash version of Carry On or, or you know, you hear the birds so you want to be a rock and roll star. And, you, you know, it's hard for us and the audience to realize that before they wrote those tunes, there wasn't anything like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was no song like "So You Want to Be a Rock and Roll Star." I mean, yeah. it was the mm-hmm. first time out. They yeah. were just—they were making it up. They as were they making went it up, and yeah. so we, you know, part of what we learned when we went to do this music was, well, we have to honor that making it up process as well. My <laughs> departed and and greatly undervalued. Uh, friend Andrew Gold, my bandmate from the time I was a teenager, actually I learned a lot from this. He had a, a, a birds tribute band called Birds of a Feather, and they were very popular. And Andrew, with his photographic musical mind, learned every lick. And in that band, they would even do the mistakes. They did everything exact. And he was, I learned a lot because he was somebody who had, you know, you'd play a C chord, but maybe you played the wrong inversion. Or maybe there's a hammer on and you're, you're going, hey, I'm pretty good. I got that C. And he would come in and, and play the right inversion, which means maybe the C's not on the bottom, you know, because he could hear that deeply. And as we were doing this stuff, I thought a lot about Andrew and how precise his ear was. And Deb and I, in, in sort of discovering this music, we were very, very careful to try to hear even to the point like the phrasing has changed mm-hmm. in pop music. The, these guys, they phrased, you know, they they phrased differently, and it was quite a learning experience for us. They had freedom that we kind of, I mean, we want, but you know, popular music has now become an institution, mm-hmm. so it it and a form it became uh, right, formulaic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, yeah. just I, to, I have to say, I was a huge. Andrew Gold fan. I know you were. Yeah. I've, uh, Sid and I are just laughing because for some reason he shows up in every interview well. that we do. He does. <laughs> I, and by the way, he would have loved this record. Yeah. He would have absolutely loved this record. And, you know, I mean, we have a, a lot of friends who have influenced us, but this in particular, and I'm bringing him up a lot these days because he's obviously hovering around this record. Mm-hmm. Um, Here is one of our favorite tunes of all time, Carry On. One morning I woke up and I knew
Now, this tune is a real favorite. This is, would you call this deep tracks, Deborah? Sail on Sailor? Oh, yes. Yeah, this has always been, this is not a really what you would call a quintessential Beach Boys song because it's 70s Beach Boys. Yeah. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's just not of the surfing, right. uh, surf city, here we come, Beach yeah. Boys era. But I've always, always just loved this song Me so too. much. Me too. So. And I love, I love our version of it. We did expand some of the harmonies. Yes, we did. And, and we did a whole different thing on the end. We did yeah. a round yes. kind of thing, which was really fun. The instrumental section has a couple of parts to it. And there's a beautiful, beautiful accordion melody. That's right. No accordion on the original right. Sail on Sailor. <laughs> no. Deborah wrote this gorgeous, gorgeous melody, which I just seized on like a dog on a bone and went oh okay now i love that melody let's bring it back in the second half of the solo right. but let's put let's see if abraham can play some really really big electric guitars doubling that wonderful wonderful melody and i I just, it was a little orchestral moment. Um, we brought that back as much as, as I could. I loved that thing. I'm really proud of it. Just the ooze. Yeah. It took us forever to, we wanted to do it exactly, get the same yes, yes. sound as the Beach Boys. And yeah. that was not easy either. No. Because no. there must be six parts. Oh, yeah. To and, that. We, and, and, and we added some. Mm. Here we took some liberties. Here. Here, folks, we took some liberties mm -hmm. with Sail on Sailor, which is a still pretty cool, fantastic another, tune. Another fun thing that the three of us did vocally on all these songs were every time we doubled parts, it was two different, different people, people. Yeah. doubling it. So that's <laughs> part of the reason I think that the vocals sound so interesting. We, not and, two different and, people off the street, though. <laughs> <laughs> If they could get up Wendy's driveway, but but not two people off the street. No, one of two different of us. Two different members of the refugees. Yes. Right? Or anybody else. Yep, the gardener know, was here. He sings know. pretty well. Yeah. I mean, we... Here is Sail on Sailor, one of our favorite Beach Boys tunes.
strongly that Sin City was a great vehicle for Sid Bullens. And we really loved Sin City. And in particular, Deb and I sat a very long time with the original version, absolutely deconstructing the phrasing, including where the breath was, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it was sung, you know, on top of the beat or behind the beat. Or in between the beat. In between (laughs) the beat. Also, the harmonies, because again, they were like probably out there just kind of having a good time and doing whatever Mm -hmm. they did. Um, The harmonies from chorus to chorus change a little bit. There might be a sixth here. There might be a fifth there. And we absolutely pushed ourselves, you know, well, here's, this is the time when he goes, when he raises the sixth. And and here's a time where it's, it's, you know, and times where a part switches. And and, uh, we just thought it was a fantastic vehicle for Sid to sing the bottom part. I love the song, Mm. so it was a no-brainer for me. The only thing that we did differently on this from the original is we added a third part harmony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. That's yeah. I always forget that. Yeah, that yeah. Exactly. because it's so yeah. natural yeah. Right. for right. us to sing it, in, in, you know, as a yeah. trio that I forget all the time yeah. that there was only two It's two super vocals, fun so. to play live. Yeah, very fun. And we have a guest yes. on this. So our friend, the one of the iconic Nashville country ro- guitarists, the inimitable Brent Rowan who played the Alabama records and George Jones records and you name it all of Alan Jackson records a very dear friend great great player but in this particular track we asked him to play the b-bender which is one of his specialties almost like like a pedal steel it sounds like a pedal steel and um, it's a very very difficult uh, skill to learn and the guys who who are masters of it made a lot of money in session fees because it's it, there's levels of precision and there's also with that kind of music there is a vernacular you know because guys like like Brent Rowan and others who can play that way it, you have to know the language you have to you have to be able to say well yeah but on the George Jones blah 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 he played it like this and that's really esoteric but wasn't Clarence White? Yes. Who played with the birds. Right. Didn't he kind of invent? So that's all over. He wasn't in the original birds. He was after David Crosby left. Clarence White is all over all those later birds mm-hmm. records. But I was a fan of the Kentucky Colonels. It was Clarence and Roland. They used Clarence and his brother used to come through the Ash Grove. Ah. They'd come through. It was one of those deals again at the Ash Grove where it's like, oh, God, it's Clarence and Roland White for a week. And in those days, you know, we didn't realize that we were living in a golden era. And you'd go down and they'd have to play, they'd play Tuesday through Sunday night. Every act that played the Ashgrove would play Tuesday through Sunday night, two sets a night. 
and this is how our whole generation out here, but also Sid went through this back in Boston uh, at, at uh, Club 47. You'd, you'd see Lightning Hopkins. You'd mm-hmm. see Bill Monroe. You'd see the Chambers, the brothers, Chambers Paul brother. You'd see Taj. You'd see them you know, so many times. Bonnie Raitt, yeah. all of them. Yeah. 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 So I saw Clarence and Roland a lot, and cool. I saw Doc Watson a lot, too. I, I like, saw oh. him once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but who did this song? Sin City? Sin City. The Flying Burrito Brothers. That's right. We have not mentioned that No, you're right. (laughs) You're right. Written by? Yeah. Written by Chris Hillman. Uh Uh-huh. From the Birds. From the Birds. Who? Yeah. And Graham Parsons. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who every, Graham Parsons is considered the father of country rock. That's right. That's right. And, and. Speaking of country rock, you know, the the California take on country music, starting back when those guys were making records, all the way up through the Ronstadt years, the great records that Linda made, we always, and Dwight Yoakam, don't let me take away from Dwight Yoakam and, and, and uh, you know, Buck Owens, the flavor of, rock, of country music in the West has always been different. Mm-hmm. It's always had an edge to it, a, a rawness to it, because, again, tied to a sense of place. Um, it's true that in Nashville there are a f- there have been a few bands that have had their rough edges, but their rough edges are southeastern. Mm-hmm. They're more influenced by, let's say, the Allman Brothers. Yeah. I remember when the mm-hmm. Kentucky Headhunters came out, and I was oh, it was like thank you God, mm-hmm. something really. Mm-hmm. But but the the view of country music from out here was quite different and it's it stands in contrast i will say this as diplomatically as i can to what nashville's version of country music mm-hmm. is rock and roll was never excised from california country music mm-hmm. yeah and mm-hmm. california country music i and you can tell me i'm wrong but it was more influenced by rockabilly yes yeah. And uh, and rock and roll, I think then yeah, yeah. then Nashville country yeah. music. And and in that sense, uh, I'm really proud to to be a Californian and to play California country. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, whatever mm-hmm. it's called. I mean, sure. what is it now? Is it country rock? It's it's classics. It's it's our classical music. Here's Sin City by the Refugees, the great Flying Burrito Brothers tune. <laughs> This old town is filled with sin It'll swallow you in If you've got some money to burn Take it home right away You've got three years to pay But Satan is waiting This old earthquake's gonna leave me in the poorhouse It seems like this whole town's insane On the thirty-first floor A gold-plated door Won't keep out the Lord's burn Stand, Sly and the mm-hmm. Family Stone. Mm-hmm. 
So this is the only song and slash band that is more Northern California mm-hmm. than Southern California. I thought we should pay tribute to Sly and the Family Stone, one of the first multi-ethnic uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, women in the band. Right. Uh, right. Completely unique, uh, trendsetter, groundbreaker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stevie Wonder even talks about going to a Sly and the Family Stone concert and saying it was so rockin' mm-hmm. that he wanted to do something yes. like that. Yeah. Such they were an incredible band. Complete and total original. Nothing like them, nor has no. there ever no. been. No. no. Since. No, that's, right. that's true. And we uh we had a lot of fun. We slammed uh I think there's four tracks of mandolin on this one <laughs> and uh, and three tracks of accordion. Yeah. So it's <laughs> but but our our boys played the crap out of this yeah. thing too. Yeah. It's it's still rock and roll or whatever you want to call yeah. what yeah. they were because yeah. it was a mixture of soul and rock yeah. and and R&B and you know I mean just if you if you if you ha- don't know about Sly and the Family oh. Stone do your research because they were uh they were incredibly original and uh and and blurred all the lines yeah. they blurred all the lines of music and race and instrumentation gender. and production and and production and, yeah. we we had a lot of fun Recording the the hand yeah. clapping right, the hand part. claps. <laughs> um, also the ad libs. We we did our best. But speaking of ad libs, there's a particular note in in stand. <laughs> ah, yeah. Which Deborah Holland had to do. Deborah not only sang it, but uh, I received notes <laughs> in, in in mixing. Bring it up. Bring it up. Mix. Bring it up. <laughs> One note right. in the entire song, <laughs> but man, was it important! It was like, it it important. Had to be, it was like the concrete post of the of the song. Yeah, well, the I think foundation. I'll, I'll isolate that note yeah. for us. Here, here is that note. You know, we were able to really combine it with what we do, and that was just a lot of fun. And the horn parts are amazing on the original record. and They are. And so we, the accordion, played the horn parts, but then we brought in some horns, and then, as if that weren't enough, one of you, it was you, I think, Deborah, what? who said, oh, can Abe play, yes, I did. play yeah. a, a, an organ? also on the horn part so we were we were mixing those those things were honking yeah yeah (laughs) here's stand the refugees version of the great sly and the family stone song It's the truth of the truth based 
recently got a text message about this particular tune. Um, someone heard the record or heard one of our songs and said to Sid, boy, I sure hope you guys are going to do the Mamas and the Papas dedicated to the one I love. Yeah, they wanted a video of it because they loved the song, saw that we were making videos on Facebook. Uh, we, we just made some videos of, of some of the songs. And he said, I hope you're going to make a video of dedicated to the one I love. <laughs> uh oh. This well, was the one song. It may, it's not yeah, over yet. This was the one song that I was like, oh, you know, I don't yeah. know. It's kind of girly, you know, the whole thing. It wasn't <laughs> mm -hmm. like a strong. And uh, so, because we all, you know, we all have our favorites and yeah. we all, you know, we're a democracy. Mm -hmm. So we, we do, we, we try to please everybody. Yeah. And, but again, like Deborah with some songs, like Wendy with some songs, you know, we were like, oh, I don't know. And then once we get into the studio, once the song, we are doing the songs, I mean, this song came out so well. I mean, Deborah's voice. Yeah, a great vehicle for Deborah Holland. Oh, yeah. Soars. I mean, mm. it's just beautiful. I and didn't realize that it wasn't an original Mamas and Papas song. It was, it's a, the Mamas and the Papas did a cover of this song. Oh, yeah. It was an originally done by a group in the 50s. Yeah. I'm drawing a blank yeah, on that's who right. now. Not the Chiffons, but yeah. uh, the Orlons that's or right. one of those, that's right. one of those groups. That's right. I forgot yeah, about that too. did it first, too. yeah. But I this, thought it was original yeah. from them. But our version of the Mamas and the Papas version. Yes, yes. Uh, is, uh, it just came out, it was, it's stellar. It really is. And the, I especially love the, the contrasting harmonies, the harmonies that go mm -hmm. opposite yes, each other. Yes, yes, That was Another one that took forever to <laughs> learn, yes. Oh, hey, and it's the yeah. only solo I played <laughs> on the album. I, I, I just want you to know that yeah. at the end of it, I was we were, we were mixing, and I went, hey, there's no solo on this <laughs> tune. I mean, what happens in those few measures? Mm. And, and I went, well, I, I uh, oh, I better... I'll just throw this tack piano in there, and mm -hmm. it, you know, it worked out. Wait, okay. that's you playing the tack piano? Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought that was Abe. No, no, ma'am. Huh? No, ma'am, I played see, it. See, we're learning. We're learning. Let's learn that's together. Right. Let's that's learn together. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Here is dedicated to the one I love, the refugees' version of the great Mamas and the Papas tune. While I'm far away from you, my baby I know it's hard for you, my baby Because it's hard for me, my baby And the darkest hour is just before dawn Each night before you go Exactly like we want it to be I could be satisfied 
Well, our last tune, you're probably not surprised. We, we decided to cut for what it's worth. We wanted to cut Buffalo Springfield. We knew that this was a vehicle for Sid Bullins like nothing else. And um, I think we just really nailed it. You sang it so great. Yeah. This song, for me, and you know, you're 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 walking on a da- on dangerous ground <laughs> when you decide to do for what it's worth, because other people have done it. Yeah. Uh, you can't again. You can't improve on the original yeah, version. Yeah. Um, but to me, this song is so current and of course it's been current since it was that's right, right. when, when know, was it not when current? was it not current yeah. exactly true it's absolutely true, true. Mm-hmm. but in this day and age especially as who i am now and what is going on now in the world i mean this song never loses its relevancy ever and i felt you know not only is it a great song you know it is a protest song. Yes. I mean, it was written yes. back in the 60s during the Vietnam yeah. War, and yeah. we were there. Yeah. We and, were there. And we needed to include a and, protest and song And we needed to include yeah. a protest song. Yeah. And this one, again, because it's written the way it's written, it's not uh, attached to a time. No. Right. It's, it's of right. all time. Another and, Stephen Stills yeah, co-writer. That's right. Really? And so it's it's attached. It's not attached to a time. It is relevant today as it was yeah. back then. And so interesting how all these bands, Crosby, Stills and Nash, Buffalo Springfield, The Birds, The Flying Burrito Brothers, the interchanging That's of right. a lot of, of the same That's players. Right. That's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, you know. I'm telling you, there was something in the water. Yes, yeah. there was something in the water. So this song to me is really. Um, you know, it was important for us to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this was another song that it bugged me that it was only two chords. Well, and we... We we modulated. We modulated in the song. That's right, we modulated. And I'm all... I still kind of get nervous that the purists are going to come for us in the night with their... Well, the purists are going to come for us in the (laughs) night, so don't worry. (laughs) That's right. There's plenty of... We're going to hang you, uh, but, you know, because one of you's transgender, one of you's a Jew, you're a wimp, two of you are Jews. We're going to hang you. Oh, and by the way, another thing that we're really pissed about is that you modulated in for what it's worth. That's right. If you're a purist, just pass us by. You know, you know, this is a celebration. These 10 songs are a celebration of these songs. Yeah. We're not trying to be them. No. We're tra- trying to better anybody, any group, any songwriter. This is a celebration of really the music that is a part of ourselves. Yes. We lived it, as Wendy said. Mm -hmm. We were there. We saw them Mm -hmm. in person. Yeah, we did. We touched them. We were friends with some of them, you know, in the later years. 
this is in the fiber of our being yeah, these songs. It is. So this is a celebration of all of those bands and all of those songs and songwriters. And uh, to me, it's it's a happy record. And we had a blast doing it. We had a wonderful time doing it. And we hope that maybe it'll turn some people on to some of this That's music. That's absolutely right. And it wouldn't hurt if it turned some people on to the refugees <laughs> too, by the way. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. We do write our own songs every <laughs> once in a while. This is The Refugees, Sydney Bullens, Deborah Holland, and myself, Wendy Waldman. www.therefugeesmusic.com. We're a multi uh, genre, multi gender, <laughs> multi <laughs> continent, continental, ethnic, that's right. We're, el- we're elders. And I actually like that word. And we're very, very proud to kick ass. That's right. On behalf of all of our elder compatriots. We're sending you love. We thank you so much. Here is For What It's Worth. There's something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I've got to beware I think it's time we stop children What's that sound? Everybody look what's going Refugees podcast, The California CD, has been a special joint venture edition of Wendy Waldman's From the Longhouse podcast, Cracking the Sky podcast by Sidney Bullens, Longhouse and Wapaho Records. That's all biz speak for Sidney Bullens, Deborah Holland, and Wendy Waldman. Our executive producer is Mark Newbar. The engineer this time is Wendy Waldman, for better or worse, oh, with some help from Loose the Cat. Today you heard discussion, well, such as it is, and samples of the new refugee CD, California, a 10-song collection of California country rock classics that we had the great pleasure to record. You can find us on therefugeesmusic.com, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Music, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also find us at our individual websites, our Facebook homes, our TikTok homes, our Instagram homes, and sometimes a really good restaurant down the street. We want to thank you so much for spending some time with us today. We hope you enjoyed our ramblings and the music. We wish you all good health and peace. See you on the flip side.